Hello and welcome to the tavern. This is the pre-game show where we pre-game uh, before the show. <laughs> so uh, here we have uh, our usual crew. We have Jessica. Hey. We have Andre. Howdy, hey. We have Dan. How's it going? And we have Sean. Oh, hello. Did you say anything? Did you say anything, Sean? Oh, hello. It's on my recording, but I forgot to press push and talk because I'm on. That. <laughs> so hello again. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're going to play Cthulhu Dark. Um, I believe Andre, Jessica, and Sean, you've all played Cthulhu Dark before. It is a rules-light and more role-playing focused uh, system. So I'm just going to do a brief rundown just to refresh on the rules. You will have three dice. You have your human dice, and your human dice acts as like your d20. Anytime you're trying to make a check, you're going to roll your human dice. Then you'll have your occupation dice. So your occupation dice will relate to your occupation. So anytime you're going to make a check that's related to your occupation, you will roll both your human and your occupation die, and you will take the higher number of the two. The final dice is a what they call an insight check. I usually just say sanity because it correlates to your sanity. And that is what's going to happen when you see scary shit that's going to make you lose your mind. So, with Cthulhu Dark, you only have one stat, and that is your sanity. Your sanity starts at one, and when you hit six, you are done. Your character can just take like a new prerogative based on what the Keeper says, and essentially your character loses a lot of agency. And all the dice are d6s. All of the dice are d6s, yes. Everything runs off a d6, so no fancy multi-sided dice. Uh, so how dice rolls will work is, obviously you'll roll your d6, one is the worst, and then six is the best. So there's also another little rule. It's more like one is the worst, five is the best, and then six is too good. So, you know, let's say you find a book. I like to use the Necronomicon every time. So you find the Necronomicon, you roll a five, you realize that it's a book written in an ancient language, and it seems like it has these like strange passages in it. Uh, but if you roll a six, you realize that, oh, it's you know, the leather-bound book, it's human flesh, and it's inked in human blood, and it's talking about Kandarian demons. And when you roll a six, you've learned too much, and that will trigger a sanity roll. So when you roll your sanity, you're going to roll a d6. If you match or roll below your sanity, it does not increase. If you roll above your sanity, it increases by one. So you're at one, and if you roll a six on your sanity, your sanity's only going to go up to two. So it's not like proportional. It's not like you roll a six and then you get six sanity and you're fucked. Um, so it'll only go up by one. Now there is one mechanic to make sure that you can try to stay sane longer. And when you're at five sanity, you can destroy evidence of whatever it is that is driving you crazy. And then you can lower your sanity by one. Now this can only happen when you're at five sanity and you can only go down to four. So you can't, like, destroy multiple pieces and get all the way back down to one. 
So it's not a cure-all. It's just prolonging the inevitable. Now there are assisted actions and there are contested actions. So assisting actions, it's like a help action. You know, let's say Dan wants to help Andre through a window. You guys will both roll your human dice and whoever rolls higher, you guys use that number. Then there's contested rolls. So anybody can do a contested roll. So let's say Dan thinks it's funnier if Andre doesn't make it through a window. Dan rolls his dice, Andre rolls his. Dan does think that's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> so if Dan rolls higher than Andre, that means that Andre fails getting through the window. And this can happen like at any point. So with help actions, I usually require the players to be in the same space. But for contested actions, it, it's more like, it's more meta. So, you know, Dan's character could even be dead. And if he still thinks it'd be more interesting, if Andre fails going through the window, he can still make a contested check. This ghost just come through and smack him down. <laughs> exactly, the ghost of Dan comes through and, and blocks the window. Finally, there is combat. So the official rules for Cthulhu Dark Combat is that if you try to fight any member of the mythos, you fail. You fail. There is no fighting the mythos. You will die. I have my own little homebrewed rule that I like to run with, and that is if you want to try to fight, you can go ahead and roll your dice. And depending on how high you roll, it depends on how well you do before you die. So let's say, you know, Jason Voorhees is running through the woods and you want to try to hit him with your axe. If you roll a five, cool, you chop his hand off, but then he fucking stabs you with his machete. So like, you know, you went out fighting and you did all right. I do, if you roll a six on a combat, I will allow you to escape with your life. So let's, you know, let's say you hit Jason Voorhees in the clavicle. He'll stop, he's not dead, he's not going anywhere, but you get the chance to be like, oh, okay, cool, I'm gonna bounce now. And because there's no combat stats, it's not like his health is gonna go down. It's not like he is ever going to be killed and die. I think that's the hardest thing for me. What if we came into conflict with another human? So that would be a contested role. And, you know, it kind of depends there too. If the aim is to kill him and you roll higher, then you can kill him. And if your aim is to kill him and they don't want to die, then, you know, and they win, so be it. We'll figure it out. But yeah, there's no like hit points, no stats, no armor no particular weapons or anything like that. Um, and I don't know if there's any variations to the rules out there. Um, but you can find the rule set for Cthulhu Dark on Google. Google that shit. Uh, the rules are two pages long, very player friendly. You can jump into a game really quickly and have spooky fun. Uh, so with that, I think I've covered all the rules. Like I said, it's only two pages of it. Uh, so we will go ahead and I will give you a little premise as to what the story is and then we can talk about what characters you have. The setting for this is you guys are in the Coconino National Forest and you guys are hiking along the Watford Williams Trail. It is a 30 mile long trail that connects the town of Williams to the fictional town of Watford and it goes over the Mogollon Rim. So it features a beautiful view once you make it to the Mogollon Rim and you can see down and see the rocks and, and, and all the beauty that is out there. That is essentially the premise. You guys are on a one night backpacking trip. Now, I have a couple ideas for if you guys wanted, you know, a couple ideas for characters. One, you guys could be a group of students who are going in backpacking, or you could be like a bunch of old friends who are doing like a reunion backpacking trip. Whatever you guys want to have, you guys can choose, but the only thing I require is that all of you guys are friends. You all know each other, and you're part of one group. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I'm fine with either option. Does anybody have any strong preference? You want to be older or younger? Why don't we just roll a die for it? Perfect. Oh. Evens, we do 
Uh, the college one, odds we do the other one. It's a two. So we got evens. What was that again? College. college. That was a college one. So maybe instead of putting your occupation for college students, maybe put what you're studying. All right. And you can even be in on like a sports scholarship and you can be like occupation, sports. Sports. Do these have to be real majors or they can can they be like idealistic majors? This is the world of make believe, Dan. You can you can make something up. Should I be a guy or a girl this time? What does your heart say? My heart says I can't do girl voices besides my own very well. <laughs> and then another part of me is like, well, I don't really need to focus on the voice this time. I can just play. I think your heart is judgmental and you should just have fun. <laughs> but what do you think you'll have more fun doing? Uh, I don't know. Decide for me. We can roll a dice. I mean, I'm a big proponent for letting randomness pick. All right. Girls even guy odd. I got four girl. So I'll just play as myself. I think I am actually just straight up in me. Jessica McGarry. <laughs> no. no, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to. Don't really want to make you go insane. Okay, I'll be someone else. Gariana McJessica. <laughs> <laughs> and what season is it? Just asking. Uh, it is late summer, so it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of like mid September. So it's still fairly warm. So has school started, or are we? Uh... I would say school has started just like a couple weeks ago. So maybe this is Labor Day. Yeah, let's say it's Labor Day. Why not? All right, I'm ready. My name is Isabella Trinidad, and I am studying wilderness survival with the goal of being on alone. <laughs> so this is kind of like a training. I just have to do it every once in a while, and you know, just build a fort and crap. <laughs> I try. I go out with like very minimal, just like my first aid kit and a camera. I know, Connor, you enjoy a certain seriousness with names. Can my character be named Rod Wacker? Absolutely. Because <laughs> that's what the name generator gave me, and I can't believe that's a real name generator. <laughs> it's a porn name generator. Let's double check. Nope, just name generator dot biz. It's a business name. And Rod Wacker, what's your uh, area of studies? Uh, he is a communications major, but he specializes in disc golf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really coasting through school. So, I'm just gonna be, uh, Drew Dagby. Uh, I'm going to the School of Hospitality at NAU, and my dream is to be a night clerk. Connor did that. Um, which maybe that puts me at odds with, uh, with Dan's character. If, if he's in janitorial services. Or you guys are boys. And that's a good, uh, segue. I'll be playing Clive Snyder, who is just about to start his junior year in janitorial services. So he's finally getting to mo- find mopping and cleanup. And, you know, I think he could be, he could have a good relationship with Drew. You know, I think that there'd have to be a level of understanding between the two of them, that the janitorial services are essential, and that you can't get in his way during his execution of his job. But as long as that's understood, I think they're fine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the janitorial services are critical to tonight shift, and uh, without them, we, you know, night, night clerks would have have no no leg to stand on. Yeah, then then I think we can be boys. I think that'll work. Whose idea was it to go on this trail? No, I would see that. I need to practice. Yeah. And I might say that Clive was maybe ultimately kind of reluctant to go, but since he's tight friends with Drew, maybe Drew convinced him. Okay. And how do you guys all know each other? Maybe we all took a communications class or something. So like what? What do you call it? Like the the classes that you have to take, the requisite classes? What are those oh. called? It's been so long. Prerequisites? Gen eds? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, gen, gen eds. So like, like what? Public speaking 101. Or. Gen ed. Yeah. 
econ, stats, like language. Everybody has to take that stuff. It should be one of those. There is one that says writing and publishing. English 101. Maybe we say it was that one. Writing and publishing. Writing and public. <laughs> I th yeah, I think we're getting a little off track. I think the point is we took a class together and that's how we knew each other. But what happens when the demon asks us what class and our top three songs and we blunder? <laughs> we all give wildly different answers because we're all insane by that point. Yeah. Good well, point, good point. Hopefully at that point yeah. your guys' sanity is really high so it's explainable why you can't remember. And we all see the world through our each reflection, and it's fantastically weird. And you realize that none of you actually know each other at all. That's the twist. And we're all 45 and not in college. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down there, M. Night. <laughs> and it turns out you guys turn old when you, tra when you go into the forest. <laughs> okay, so you guys all have a class together. It was Isabella Trinidad's idea to go on the Watford Williams Trail. Clive Snyder is there reluctantly. Rod Wacker and Drew Dagby are down, like the hiking. Sure. Yeah. Trying to make new friends. I think I think Rod just wants to throw some disc in the in the woods. Throw some disc. <laughs> there might be. There might be a disc golf course. You brought your discs just in case. There might be a chance. I feel like there's a there's an underground one, you know, where just people just tie like a ribbon on the trees. Yeah, and it's like hush hush, like top secret. Yeah, I do think that this would wrap up what would be the pregame show, and we probably jump right into it now. 